You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. I just want to come on here and share with y'all some thoughts that I have. This is super random, but I think it'll be fruitful. And then I'm going to run it back for myself to hear how I'm feeling, child. But first, as always, we're going to get into the power punch of the week. Who raises the young black boys? Who shepherds them to manhood? and throws away their toys? Who provides them the dream to fly, then clips them of their wings? Who allows them to hear great songs, then says it's not masculine to sing? Who tells them showing emotion doesn't take great strength to hold the sadness in their eyes? Who spoke the principle that they can eat, but better not go in the kitchen and make no pies? Who sheltered them from relating to women, binding them to only boy stuff? Who decides when their youth is over and that it's time to grow up? Who raises the young black boys to see all that they can be? Who raises the young black boys? Is it you? Is it me? Y'all, I wrote this poem on a day. I wrote like five poems in one day. I was really, 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 really feeling it. And this poem actually came from me having a conversation with my little cousin. And I just was thinking about his life and just how he is developed as a human being, as a young black boy, um, now turned man in this society and, and just how that transition is, even from my lens and me feeling responsible as an older cousin, but then also not feeling responsible because I'm not his mom and I have my own things going on. And then I went to college. Like, you know, there's all these intricacies that add up to how our lives intertwine with other people. And you kind of see me unveiling that in this story. So even when I talk about shepherding them to manhood and throwing away their toys, I feel like there there is a sense of ownership that I'm trying to decide who's in charge of young black boys, who who actually is the marker of deciding when they go from one stage to another, who is the one who decides the rules that, that still kind of shape how we expect young boys and men to act and move in our society today. And honestly, at the end of the poem, when I ask, is it you? Is it me? I almost put, is it you or is it me? But that to me kind of felt like it's only one person. And when I got to the end of this piece, I truly just decided that it takes a village. Nobody can do anything on their own. There's no one soul person that's responsible for another soul developing, moving, acting, shifting, showing up in this world. It takes a bunch of things, which is why you have parents yourself, but then you listen to the podcast and then you watch some YouTube videos and then there are TV shows that impact There are just an array of things that could shape our makeup and how we decide to be who we are. 
And of course, it affects our prose and our story and how and when we choose to share our story. And so this piece, there was no real resolve at the end. And those to me are the best when they just leave you wrestling with the question. There are so many questions within this piece, um, but it's over an overarching theme. I think those are the best ones because it really, anybody can relate. There are so many different ways it can go. I'm talking about my cousin, but you could be thinking about somebody in your family. And this is the best, best, best type of work. I believe those that ask questions and that are relatable to people, even when it's outside of the author's experience. So hopefully this gives you guys a little bit of something to think about. I was excited to share this one. I even shared it on Instagram, um, which I don't do with all of my pieces. So uh, as always, thanks you guys for listening and let's get into the episode. So I wanted to talk about pushing off the ledge of discomfort, pushing off the ledge of discomfort. When you are on the edge, when you are comfortable with something, but you feel like it's not enough, when you feel like you could go further, when you could have more impact, when you could have a deeper reach with people, I think that there's a true tension there. And I have an episode about that power in the tension. And when you feel that tension, there's a decision that can be made. Either you push off the ledge of everything that you know, things that you're comfortable with, the people that you used to kick it with, the old you that existed and walked and talked with people every day, and you begin to journey to the new, to the deep, to a new place, a place that might seem intimidating, a place that you might stammer over your words, you're not going to know everything, and a place where your voice will have a have to shine in a different way. And I think that there there are just small things that we could do once we make that decision to make it a bit easier for us. But at the end of the day, it's a push. And you're going to have to push yourself. You're going to have to remind yourself. You're going to have to anchor yourself in scripture. You're going to have to kind of Put yourself away from other people maybe for an amount of time. But when you push off the ledge, there's just so much that can happen that can't happen in that old place. That can't happen where you're used to dwelling. And I'm really, really figuring it out. And it's a day-by-day thing. I talked to y'all before um, in the previous episode about anxiety I've been feeling. And I'm trying to do yoga and meditation and all of these things. But I'm really trying to be proud of myself because a lot of the tension and discomfort that I'm feeling now is from a different place than what it was before. When I used to do things before and walk and talk and interact with people before, it was in a totally different sphere than how I'm walking and talking and interacting with people now. Even this podcast, y'all, okay? This is so different for me. This is a push off the ledge moment for me. And every time I decide to record, it is me continuing to make that decision. And that's what gets me to be stronger. That's what gets me to have that impact and the reach that I want to have. And it just reaffirms that my voice wasn't given to me just to hold it or just to wish that it could be bigger. It's like, no, your voice can have the exact power that you think it can have. You just have to continually decide to push off of where you're comfortable into a new place where you can grow. 
And that's what it is, right? It's all about growth. That is what's going to take us to those new heights, those new levels where we can reach rooms that we weren't even thinking about being a thing to be entered before because we weren't in the space where they would be available to us. And there are some things that I think about now with my creativity, with the podcast, and even at work that I'm thinking about that I wasn't thinking about literally two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago. You know what I mean? But as we continue to push away from everything that we knew, and not even everything at once, for real. There's some stuff that I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't let go of that just yet. I need this. And I think that that's okay. I think there's grace for not changing everything right now. We can't, honestly, I don't know about y'all, I can't handle too much change, okay? If everything changed on me right now, I have a nervous breakdown. I, I can't hold all of it. But I think that there are certain things that when we get the word and we move on it right then, when you get that feeling in your gut and you move on it right then, don't hold it for a different appointed time where you're just automatically going to be feeling better. And you're like, okay, now it's like, no, when you do it, when you feel it, there's power in that. There's power in that. And I've been reading a lot in Exodus and Moses, y'all know the story. Y'all know Moses was not trying to hear what God had to say, period, period. He has been doing his life for a long time. And here come God trying to tell him to do something different, to push off the ledge of his comfortability, to push off of being in a place that he was at. He had been living where he was living for 40 years and God called him to go somewhere else. And it wasn't going to be in private. He was going to have to tell people. He was going to take his family and go. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with us. Some people live in the city and God's like, mm, it's time to move, sis. It's time to start that thing. It's time to speak up in the meetings. Don't just join the Zoom call with your camera off. It's time to say something. I think that some of us are doing things in private that are great. They are exemplifying the voice and the power that we have. They're bringing glory to God. It could set somebody free. It's setting you free every time you do it. You feel happy and jovial, but you won't share it. Death before you have to post something or death before you send an email. And I truly, truly, truly think that that holds us back. It holds us back. And each time, um, so as I was reading Exodus, I'm go back a little bit. Every time that the Lord said that he told Moses something and then Moses told somebody else, I highlighted it. Because I was like, that's scary. He was just saying he don't know how to walk. Why would people listen to him and that his voice can't be used? He was just saying it and he said it multiple times. He truly in his heart believed that. And I believe that there's plenty of moments, even with me having this podcast for a year where I'm like, why would you listen to what I have to say? And this week at work, I was reading this thing on um, our parent company's website and it just sparked an idea for me. And it was a recruitment idea. I don't work in recruiting at my job. But I saw this thing and I was like, okay, this is what we should be doing. If we're talking about we're going to hire black talent or we want to do X, Y, Z for those that are going to be coming in. And these are the gap areas. Like my company's been talking about different initiatives they want to do and da, 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 da. I saw this thing and it gave me an idea. 
So I opened up a new email. I put our talent manager on the top of the note. And as I was getting ready to type, y'all, I was like, listen, actually, this is not my job. Sis needs to figure out how to get people up in here. They lucky I'm up in here. Like, I, I literally was like, I don't got to type a thing to these folk, okay? They are paying this beautiful white lady to do this job. She needs to figure out how to do it. And I hope Sis does it well because we need some more people of color up in here, okay? As I sat with it, I was like, okay, is that the whole story? Or are you really thinking that because it's not your job and you don't fully understand how recruiting works and how this idea that you have even would come to life, is it really fear and inadequacy that's stopping you from typing this email right now? Like, really sit with that. Let's think about that. And as I sat with that, I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what if she write back to me? And she's like, hey, that's a great idea. How do we do it? Or honestly, I didn't want her to ask me to do the idea. Okay, I wanted to lob it to her, you do it, and we'll see how it works out in about three to six months. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And it could happen that way, for all I know. She could be like, perfect, I'll do this, and I'll just put your name on the idea later when we, you know what I'm saying, shout out that it was a success. Or it's a flop, and her name is on that. Like, you know what I mean? But I think that what was stopping me from really using my voice in that moment, sharing the idea that I had that could not just better me, because it's going to better my experience if it's more people that look like me and have a background similar to mine that work in my job, listen, okay? I need some more people people to kiki with. But I really think that it'll also, of course, help the company overall. Like, I work in advertising, and the more diverse thoughts that you have, the more different photographers, different strategies, different designers, all of that stuff to make the things that people see that much more well-rounded and representative of the people that actually live in America, that could change my industry. You know what I'm saying? And so I had a decision to make and it was like, I either stay where I'm comfortable and I know I have ideas that come to me all the time with a podcast, with poems, with anything. And sometimes I don't even write them down because I'm like, if I write down this idea for this poem, I have to write the poem after that. So sometimes I don't do it. And that's just the real. That's the tea. That's just what it is. And in this moment, I could have done that again. And that was my first reaction because I'm used to doing it. All right, here's an idea. I think it could be kind of cool. I'm not going to do anything with it. And I closed out the email that I had drafted. I was like, listen, I'm not going to reach out to her. I'm not going to do it. She'd be reaching out to me about how she can get some black people up in here. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? And after I took a little minute, it just wouldn't leave. Like I I thought about another company that had did something kind of similar. And I'm like, yeah, we need to just do it. Like we don't even have to start from scratch. People are doing it. We just need to do it too. And we could do it in this way. And I, I, I just was, it was not leaving me alone. And so I was like, okay, well, you got a decision to make. And I opened my email again and I just typed it out. And I sent her the link of what I was looking at. And I was like, it reminds me of this thing. And I don't really have it fully baked, but this is what I got. And I pressed send and I was freaking out. Rest of the day, it was like three more hours in a day. And she did not email me back. Probably gonna hit me on Monday, but I was just like, "Oh my God, what is she gonna say?" And da da da. And I just went back to that like second guessing and wondering about what qualifies me to have this idea and all of this stuff. When really, I needed to applaud myself for pushing off the ledge 
of comfortability that I had. It was comfortable and natural for me to have an idea and not pay it no mind. And then later on, I'm questioning, am I really creative? Am I really called to be at my job? Am I really impacting the people that are around me? All of these things, right? When there are multiple opportunities that we have, just like with Moses, when we, when we get something, when we feel something, all we got to do is do it. Everything that happens after that, the children of Israel messing around, doing what they wanted to do, having different thoughts about God than what Moses had, that's not on him. His portion, his piece was getting that word, getting that feeling, getting that idea and moving on it, pushing beyond anywhere that we've ever been, pushing beyond the us that we thought we knew. That's that sweet spot. That's where you need to be. And when you're there, regardless of the outcome, God can move and he's going to, he's going to move through you. And connections will start to happen. They don't seem like they make any sense, but it's because of that first step that you took. Or you've taken steps before and then you got scared. Something happened. That's happening with me right now. I've been podcasting, right? I've been posting, right? But there's more that I want to do. There's there's just so many different things that I see. And I, baby, I will continue with the same pattern of doing something and not go beyond Period. Like I, I can live there if I really want to do it. And again, I have, I had to go back this past weekend to my word of the year, permission. And it's like, are you going to give yourself permission to push, to go, to have tenacity, to run your race with endurance? Or are you going to give yourself permission to shrink, to hide, to run? Either way, a decision is being made. Either way, your voice is being used. It's either being used in a way that you want it to, or you're showing that when you say there's power and pros, you, you really don't believe that. And I had to confront myself. I'm constantly having to confront myself about what permission means and what pushing looks like in this season. I think that when we feel tension, there's a push and there's a pull. When I'm trying to pull my old self into the newness that's around me, into the new opportunities that I have, into the new rooms that I go into, into new ideas that I have, and I'm pulling old desks with me, that's the tension because it don't work. She can't operate here. She can't lead and do the things that my new sphere, my new environment is providing. It won't work. It won't work long-term for sure. And so... I'm having to actually push through any fear, any potential hurt or danger that I let paralyze me from moving on the things that I have and actually just go for it. And that's what I'm urging y'all to do. I think that we have been, I've been working from home about to be a year in like a week. I had certain things that I've just been doing in this work from home when it's like, let's push beyond it. We we used to it now. It's now comfortable. And I think that there's a bigger level of productivity that I could have, to be honest. And that's going to take me pushing beyond the new normal that I've created. 
You know what I mean? And I think that the same thing with how I communicate with you guys, the same thing with how I talk to God. Are you kidding me? I used to just, there was a certain way that I did things and did my quiet time and XYZ. And now I'm realizing that that don't always work or not that it doesn't work. And I think that is a danger too, is we look for things to be big and glaring and, and, and alarm sounding for us to change when that's not always how it's going to be. Sometimes it is a window of opportunity for us to change, for us to go bigger, for us to have a, a deeper encounter with somebody. But again, it's a decision that we get to make, that it's an honor that we have the choice because we feel that much more invested once we make the choice. You know what I mean? But if we don't, there, there's something that comes along with that. And so I've been having to really, really, really examine what pushing through looks like for me in this time. And I really, really think pushing through starts with pushing off where I've been. It's pushing off what feels good. It's pushing off what's natural. It's pushing off previously established routines. It's pushing off of what I feel like society is kind of set up for me to believe. It's pushing off what I've told myself to believe. It's pushing off old goals that I had. All of that is pushing off of it. And those are things that we hold dear, especially me. My goals, okay, my goals, that is how I determine if I'm living life right, if I'm living life well. The things that I write down, y'all know writing, literally my thing. So if I write something... I'm like, okay, cool. This is happening. This is what we're doing. This is where we're at. And so if I'm pushing off of that, my compass that I have for myself, I I can't even direct what's happening. And that's vulnerable. That's a huge, huge space to be in to say, I don't have control over the outcome of this situation that I'm willingly putting myself in. That sounds crazy. We like to have structure. I like to have structure, control. I like to know at least the intended outcome of what I have going on. And truly, when we push off, we're finding ourselves in a place of surrender. And it's not surrendering to just any old thing. The true power is surrender to God's plan. And when I think about physical, like pushing off in the Bible, I think about Peter And all the fishermen, God came through. He was like, hey, we they couldn't catch fish or whatever. Then they could. And then he was like, okay, that's great that y'all caught some fish. Let's go over here. And they had to decide to leave what was comfortable, to leave what was a, a hype moment for them, to leave something that actually was good, it wasn't bad, and push through to something else. And it's a decision and it's huge. And I'm talking about them right now because the voice that they enabled themselves to have that ended up being recorded, we get to read about. And it's encouraging. I get encouragement from their push off. It allows me to be able to push off. All right, how can I do this then? Let's just, let's, let's relook at everything. Let's see what we got going on. And I'm asking y'all to do the same thing the same thing and every time that we do it I feel like we get stronger we start to believe in ourselves a lot of times we don't 
feel like there's power in our voices because we strip it away. We strip it away. Practical, practical stuff. You scrolling on Pinterest and you're like, dang, this person's house is nice. Or looking at YouTube videos. There's so many um, apartment tour videos on YouTube. It's crazy. And I have sat and been like, I really wish that I could interior design. Like, I just don't have the eye. I don't have this. I don't have that. When how I express myself in my living room with my pillows on my couch, that's my voice. And when I choose not to go on Amazon and buy something that you don't, you don't even be a lot. That's the thing. We make up these things. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it was expensive or maybe it was this. Maybe it was there. Maybe it's going to take too long. It's like Amazon. I didn't went on Amazon last night. I found these pillowcases that I want. They're like $13.99. They'll get here in two days. So it's like, what, what were you talking about again? What were you saying? We have to get to a space and a place where we make not sharing our voice not an option. There are so many ways you can do it in decorating your home and how you dress up every day. Y'all already know how social media goes and with Instagram, there are times when we wish that we could dress different or we're looking at other people. We start to unknowingly put them on a pedestal or to set ourselves apart as the black sheep for something that we just haven't tapped into, that we haven't pushed off of what's comfortable and go there. There's a dress that I want to buy that... It would be a push off from what's comfortable for me and what I usually wear, but I keep looking at it. I keep going on the site. So it's something that I want to, I want to do. And I feel like it fits the voice of my style today. But if I don't buy the dress, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And so I think that we have to stop making excuses for why where we're comfortable works for us in the now. Because a lot of times I think when we start to really pull the layers back and examine, we see that it doesn't. We've just learned how to live in that space. We've learned how to contort in certain situations to make it okay. But in the long run, unfortunately, if we continue on this path, we'll, we'll see that we've missed out on time. We've missed out on impact. We've stifled our authenticity and we we're, we're ripping away our power. We don't feel empowered to share in the ways that we've been called to share. And it's because of those small itty bitty ways that we could have shared in our own homes, in our on our own bodies with t-shirts and hoodies that we want to buy, dresses, whatever. And we don't do it. Instagram posts that we want to post and we don't for whatever reason. I just went through that. Pictures I wanted to post and I was like, oh no. And I finally did it. And I'm like, that wasn't even, what was the big deal about doing that? But we all, we all do it. We all do it. When we push off, there is fruit that we've never tasted waiting for us, waiting for us, y'all. But we're so used to eating what what we usually get. And it sustains us. We feel pretty full. We feel pretty good. So why switch it up? But there's bigger and better on the other side. And as you do it, I always say that when you live in your authentic truth, when you use your voice, it gives other people permission to do the same thing. A lot of us are scared to jump out and do anything because it seems like nobody else is jumping out and doing things. We're all okay with being fake because everybody's being fake. When really all of us are just, there's voids on the inside. There are things that we want that we're just not getting. And so 
I just wanted to come on here and share that with y'all. There are some just some thoughts that I've been having as of late of just let's push off the ledge. Don't stay there. Ain't nothing for you there. Like who you are called to be and who you're growing to be, what your voice looks like, the things that your voice needs to to be a vessel to say to people. It, it the where you are, where you've been, it doesn't have the capacity to hold the message. It doesn't have the capacity to hold the message. It won't go where it needs to go. It won't reach who it needs to reach. You got to push off and push through because there's going to be, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be opposition, but you're built for it and made for it. That's why you feel the tension right now. Some people feel like things are too easy right now. Things are too good right now because you're larger than where you are. Being vulnerable, being uncomfortable, but owning your authentic truth at the end of the day, having your integrity in the new places that you go, and having, of course, your relationship with God and just continuing to talk to him and your friends, okay, your journal, writing it all out, documenting the process so you can actually see the growth. That's where we want to be. So I hope that this was helpful um, if so, stay along with the journey by keeping up with me on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast. You can also sign up for the Pros and Praise pages newsletter that I send out. And in there, I kind of share um, further, I guess, what I talk about on the uh, episodes as well. But just kind of going in as I have revelations, of course, about what's popping off and happening for me in my life. And hopefully you guys, as always, can relate to them. But I just wanted to encourage you guys, like the power tool, literally push wherever you at and you feel like you shouldn't be there anymore. And hopefully this is confirmation for you. Do it. Go. Move. Shift. It is time. There's no other time. There's no perfect time. There's not the right stars that are going to align. Now's it. It's just simply a decision. And once you decide, there'll be other decisions, right? And I don't say that to make it an anxiety-inducing moment, but I said to say that this the first step isn't, isn't final. It's not for your detriment. It's for the betterment of everything that's going to happen after that. So I love y'all. We in this together, okay? And I'll see y'all in the next episode.